Hi, I'm Maria Viharis or Velosos, and welcome back to Socialist Tuesday on the daily series of So Organised Style Podcast. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Let's give a warm welcome back to Chloe Reed, the Australian editor for Socialists. Hi everyone. Good to see you again, Chloe. You too, Maria. How was your week? Great. Took advantage of the rain on the weekend and planted bulbs in the garden. Yourself? Uh, I took advantage of the rain on the weekend and sewed shirts. Wow. Yeah, I'm into batch sewing at the moment just because I don't know why. It's just it's just where my brain's at. My husband's nearly got two finished shirts that are kind of wintry, you know, snuggly shirts. Brush cotton? Yeah, yep, that's right. Told you about them last week. <laughs> I, I think I feel like I should be finished by now, but I'm not. So there we go. The fabric will always wait for you. It will. That is true. That's very fair. <laughs> Chloe, tell us what's happening this week in Socialists. So a couple of things. I had fun this week with our, you saw the um, Ask the Socialist about how you motivate yourself. Yes. So we talked about that like a while ago, I think, about kind of COVID and then all the protests and Black Lives Matter, and all, you know, all of those things. But particularly COVID, I found lots of people headed into lockdown and said, oh, how wonderful. I'm stuck at home. I'm going to sew. Mm. Uh, and yet... When they got there, they went, oh, I'm stuck at home and I don't even feel like sewing. Like it kind of killed a lot of people's excitement or lots of people just found they didn't feel like it. So anyway, I just thought I'd ask people what they do when that happens because I find I feel really, I feel really odd when that happens. Hmm. I feel slightly guilty, which is bad, right? Because sewing isn't, it isn't work or looking after the kids or, you know, anything that I should feel guilty if I don't feel like doing. But I also just feel a bit uneasy. It's like, this is the thing that I normally do to kind of chill out and relax. And so if I don't feel like doing it, I just feel a bit out of sorts, really. And this period that we've gone through, where a lot of people have felt unable to do what they thought they could do, it really is quite a unique time. It is, yeah. And I suppose it's probably an expression of how things like that affect your mental health and your outlook, that you stop quite feeling right. So anyway, I asked people what they did and... An interesting range of answers, I thought. Some people some people were like, it's just a silly notion. Like, if I don't feel like sewing, I just don't sew. And I thought, there's a nice simplicity in that, but it's just not how I feel about it, right? Yeah. And then others, you know, had some good ideas, so people finish things off. Some people do a related craft. So they might do, they might knit something because it's quicker and it's a different type of project, but it just gets them back into it. I do a lot of cutting out. I, I rarely trace patterns, but if I needed to, that's when I would do it. And sitting down and doing all the alterations and all that stuff, it's not really sewing, but it's the 
it's a really time consuming bit for me because I have a lot of alterations on patterns. And so that's one thing I do and other people said the same, they do lots of cutting out and they get all the projects ready or they organize their stash or they tidy their sewing area, that kind of thing. With organizing your stash, if you're a tactile person and you like that feeling, sometimes that can ease your anxiety. Sorry, that does it for me. I don't know if it does it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I find the same. And there's something in, when I used to have exams at school, suddenly my bedroom was like very tidy because you put off revising by tidying your room. And so organizing my stash is a bit like that. There's something about, if you walk into the area where you sew, so I don't have a dedicated sewing room or anything, it's our bedroom. And so you tend to end up with this, I'll just put that pile of whatever it is on the table where I sew because I'm not sewing right now. And that's kind of a big blocker for me in sewing because you want to come in and go, I am now ready to sew, not I need to spend 25 minutes tidying before I can do it. Yeah. It was good hearing how different people, how they cope with it. A couple of people saying, and quite rightly, I think, you know, it's their feelings, right? That it almost feels frivolous, not quite to worry about it, but almost that their, some of their motivation for sewing, they feel has been a bit challenged by feeling like it's about me feeling good in pretty clothes. Maybe I should sew more for charity, or maybe I should just, you know, be a bit more mindful in it, which... I thought was nice and honest of them too. It's been one of those times where it's okay to take stock of where you are. Yeah. So that was that. That was good. The Ask the Socialist posts are one of my favourite things that we do because they're quite universal usually. Most people have a perspective and people share what they do and it's really personal to them and you get good ideas from others and it makes me feel connected to the people who read socialists. So it's good. Yeah. And there were a lot of comments. And so then speaking of connected to people, You would have seen that last night, our time in Australia, we put out a call for contributors for the Who We Are series. And so these ones are basically about vintage sewing. And so there's three different suggestions for contributors. One is people who collect vintage machines and notions and stuff, you know, like people who have old school buttonholers and things. One is vintage patterns. And then the other is, do you repurpose vintage fabric or clothing? So there's a lot of refashioners who deliberately find very old clothes and work them into something new, but while keeping elements of the old. So we want to hear from all of those people. Chloe, how do people get in contact with you if this is something that they want to contribute about? So I think the easiest way is to send an email to socialists at gmail.com with just a couple of paragraphs to say, this is what I do, this is how I do it. And usually a picture, just one picture that accompanies it. So it might be of you doing it or of the machine or of the fabric. So yeah, send in the contributions. Great. I encourage listeners to do just that. Yeah, that's great. That would be wonderful. And I'm kind of excited to hear about these ones because all three of those things are not things that I do at all. So I've got one machine that's really old that my mum gave me, but it's like, it happens to be really old rather than me collecting old things. Yeah. And then I've never ever seen a vintage pattern that would fit my size. I'm not sure if there were six foot tall women in the 1920s but if they were there they were certainly not sewing out of the patterns that I've come across so <laughs> yeah that probably would have been self-drafters if anything yeah I suspect so it feels like in the past and this is me generalizing with very little knowledge of vintage patterns it feels like in the past there was a very narrow range of standard size patterns and then everybody else had to learn how to draft from scratch or use those patterns in some way and there was a lot more expectation that people drafted themselves anyway in the past I think Back in the day, people had the ability to learn at school through, I think, the 4-H system in the States. 
and also home economics here in uh, Australia. Um, I went to Build Girls High School and that was a home economics school in the 30s or 40s. So there you go. So uh, yeah. It sounded like you went to school in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure what you meant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shall I say it again? No. <laughs> no, it's great. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. It feels to me like there's a gap, right? So there's a there's those periods where people did this sort of stuff at school, and then there's a gap, which is kind of my generation and yours, I think, which is, you know, you went to school in the 80s and maybe into the 90s, where it didn't get taught at school anymore, but there also weren't as many ways for you to learn yourself or to develop those skills. Whereas now it feels like we've come a little bit full circle because of the way the internet really is, I suppose. You can teach yourself if you want from YouTube pretty easily, but there's this gap of you didn't get taught at school and you didn't get it from the internet either, which is sort of where I fall. So I didn't sew till I was 24, I don't think. Mm, that actually makes sense. I think I've heard that sort of discussion before in different forums. So it'll be interesting to see who contacts socialists. Yeah. There's another two posts. One is yet to be decided. It might be my TNT uh, poll results that I never got around to. But the other one is going to be about the socialists copy editors. So a bit of a meet the team from those guys, which will be really great. I think I talked about them the first or second. Yes. Yeah, that I was on the podcast. But it's just really lovely, I think, to learn something about the team of people and what they do and how they do it. So yeah, that'll be good. At the sewing weekender, Gillian did a video about the socialist to people and she did talk about the team and it sounds like quite an extensive team. So it'd be really good to read that blog post. So it's particularly about one bit of the team who are the ones who proofread all the posts for us, which is really, really helpful. It started when we first started, we didn't, we kind of did that, right? So people would write a post and we'd skim through it and go, oh wait, there's two mm. words in that sentence or whatever. And then we would check things like, is there a feature image and do we have categories and other tags and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then the more we got into it, the more we then had a copy editing group who used to help proofread the posts. Mm -hmm. And then now we've developed over time and Gillian's sister leads the copy editors and she's actually developed a set of, these are the things that we copy edit for. And some of it is about checking stuff like that you know the kind of almost logistics of the post and then the other is about how you how you increase readability of posts and make sure the meaning is clear without in any way changing somebody's voice or the story they're trying to tell us and so that's the real gold in the copy editing space and they do an amazing job and that's why they read so well there are so many posts that go up that group does an amazing job yeah they do and they also check things like we made a policy decision a little while back, I can't remember exactly when, on always having alt text on images, which is just really good practice in terms of people who might be visually impaired who use screen readers, being able to still understand what the post and what the pictures are about in the post. And so they also check all of those kinds of things. So it's actually quite intensive. And there's quite a few people in the group just because as we're all volunteers, you know, some weeks you can do more than others and that's just the way of it so yeah it's great the accessibility side of blog posts is actually quite important it's really good so that's what we're going to be doing this week on socialist it sounds like another busy week on socialist this week yep we look forward to seeing you there so listeners keep an eye out on instagram and on the website for this week's socialist blog posts you're going to have a great week have a great week too chloe thanks again for letting us join you in your sewing room see you next time and have a good day listeners Bye. Bye.